Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Jarrell, and I'm joined by Kelly. Everybody. And Brandon. Yo! And Gabe. What it do? And a very special guest back once again, and he's going to keep coming back. He's going to be our most... Yes. Recovering. Yes. <laughs> that was a really long pause. No, you got. He got there. He got there. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. He got there. The wonderful and illustrious Rodrigo. Thank you for joining us Hello. once again. Thanks for having me. I will have you every week if you'll come back. He's just trying to get you part we'll of the see. podcast crew. <laughs> he's like, he's like eh, eh, I don't know about all that. Um. So no. anyway, there's a lot of news to talk about. So we if you don't hate me by the end of this podcast, I'll come back. I would never hate you. I would never hate you. You do too much promotion for me to hate you. <laughs> like, you get a new promotion. I'm hurting myself. You. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, because that's not true. Anyway, um, so let's jump right into the news this week because there's a lot. So Sony has reportedly stopped PlayStation Plus users from stacking their membership. Oh, my God. Dang. I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. Who let yeah. the dogs out? Ooh. Ooh. Hey, this is oh, everyone watching. Yeah, we might no, get our copy. No, we're good. This, this, for everyone watching, this is exclusive to the live version of the podcast. You ain't hearing this in the pre-recorded thing. So if you're here live, this is all for you guys. The dogs barking, us getting copyright stricken, uh, Jarrell saying Welch just sucks. That happened before stream, but it's canon to us. All that good stuff. So, I mean, I guess Jarrell's. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say since Jarell, oh, he's back. I was going to say we should say what we're playing. To fill in the gap, but he came back. I'm so sorry, y'all. Somebody just came to my house, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, so Sony Sony has reportedly stopped PlayStation Plus users from stacking their memberships. Users report failed attempts to extend their current membership. Sony has seemingly disabled the ability to redeem PlayStation Plus codes from third-party retailers or via the PlayStation Store. Some users have tried to extend or stack their PlayStation Plus memberships after news broke that those with simultaneous PS Plus and PS Now subscriptions will get upgraded to PS Plus Premium in June. June, uh, with the length of the new subscription being equal to their longest current memberships. Um, how many of y'all have Xbox and have like stacked your your uh, live or gold stuff um, from different prepaid like cards and website codes? Not me. Uh, definitely not me. Nobody? Mm. Guess, guess we're on no. this podcast. Damn. Maybe they sponsor us. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Because wellness won't. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it's now a widespread issue. um, And some people are not very happy about it. I don't see why, like, they wouldn't allow you to stack it. It doesn't make any sense. I was going to go on this whole rant about, like, how Xbox allows you to stack it no matter where you bought it from and blah, 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 bullshit. But it doesn't matter. Anyway, this is from IGN written by Robert Anderson. Robert Anderson, you have made the HP Critical Podcast. I hope that you are proud of yourself. Um, (laughs) And that's... That's I mean, if that. it's paid for, I don't see how that's a problem if it's being paid Why for. Why you can't, exactly. Why can't you use it if it's already paid for? That's the real issue mm-hmm. here. Like, I wonder what they're going to do about that. Like, I guess eventually they'll either have to, I guess, I guess you can accept it. You just can't stack it. So like you would sure. have to, end the, you'd have to wait until your membership ends and then claim this one. But then you'd still have to go back and claim the one for later on Um, when you go with the, 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 the. What is it called? You got it. Whatever. Anyway, uh, because I can't, I can't think of it. When you, when you end the the PlayStation Premium, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Dead by Daylight news came out today that was pretty exciting for me personally. Is today the twenty seventh? 
Yeah. Uh, no, 28th. 28th of this recording. Oh, okay. Dead by Daylight news came out yesterday then. Um, so, you know, for any Dead by Daylight players... I, Rodrigo, you've played, right? No, never. You're... What? We played together. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> like, we literally played together like four years ago. There's Facebook evidence of a There's video of us playing together. You're a liar. Is there a video? I don't know. Yes, on Facebook, yes. But <laughs> it's literally a Facebook video. He's got the evidence. Um, and I know, Please, I, I know right. Kelly has also played. Um, Kelly, I'm going to ask you first, actually. Is there a character in Dead by Daylight that you thought was an LGBT member? And if so, who was that character? I mean, it's been so long. I'm trying to think. There was a female character, but I can't remember her name now. Um, oh my god, what is her name? Anyways, I, there was always, I thought there was always kind of a consensus that Dwight was gay. That's what um, I was thinking about, yeah. yeah. Um, but there was another character that I thought was was also, but um, yeah, I think Dwight for sure. The guy with the glasses? Yeah. Yes, that is the guy with the glasses that everyone is memed as the gay character. Mm-hmm. Uh, funnily enough, I thought it would be uh, Meg. Oh yeah, everybody did think that Meg was a lesbian. Well, uh, Dead by Daylight has announced that they are, that, well, rather, they have revealed that their first openly LGBT plus character is uh, David, um, what's his name? What's his last name? David King! David King! David oh, okay. King is the first official open LGBT character from um, Dead by Daylight. It is not Dwight, it is not Meg, it is David. David is a fan favorite survivor. Described by developer behavior as a hot-tempered ruffian with a penchant for a good scrap. Uh, Many fans read the character as gay, apparently, and now this new story content will make that a reality as his past struggles with identity are revealed. Um, So yeah, they decided to go with a character that was um, already established and reveal that that character was LGBT as opposed to... um, The fighter guy, okay. Yeah, as opposed to making a brand new... um, a brand new character that is LGBT for the game. Uh, and speaking to Eurogamer, the DBD creative director, David Richard, Dave Richard, excuse me, explained that originally the team shied away from exploring relationships or sexuality for the game's characters to leave them open to interpretation, but admits this was a mistake uh, because relationships are such an important part of narratives for characters. It was a long effort to get here today because we wanted, like any type of rela- uh, representation that we do in DBD, we wanted to make sure that we do it right. That it's not token and that players will feel represented by this character he says for us the best platform to do it faster and then in the right way was the archive because the archive is the platform in the game where we can go in depth in the narrative versus a new chapter where we focus more on the horror and why they've been taken by the entity and so because of that it means that it needed to be retroactive it needed to be a character that's already in dbd it added to the challenge which character would fit um which character would fit the best which character makes sense to do this narrative and how. Uh, that's why an existing character was chosen rather than creating someone new, and Behavior is consulted with LGBT plus, LGBT plus organization GamerX to choose the right character and ensure the representation is appropriate. And I will say, I've worked with GamerX before. Um, they're great. Wonderful company. Um, and so, yeah, DBD did reach out to um, to GamerX to just ensure that they were doing this the right way. So my question to all you wonderful uh people <laughs> is or dinosaurs however you 
uh, feel today. Um, it's an inside joke. Um, <laughs> my question to you, wonderful people, is um, how do you feel about behavior taking a character that's already in the game and revealing uh, years later that the character is LGBT versus making a new character and providing that character's uh, backstory as LGBT from its inception? Because this is something that uh, Overwatch uh, does, and they kind of let you know up front, like when the character's released, all about that character. However, it's separate, and I bring up Overwatch, um, despite everything that Blizzard has done. I bring up Overwatch because that game is also a game where uh, all the information is separate from, like the character lore is separate from the gameplay you know, of the game. And so in this instance, they're saying, you know, the archives is separate from the new chapter where we get all the horror. And so that's why we did it this way. Um, how do you guys feel about a company retroactive, retroactively revealing that a character is LGBT after so many years, because this game has been out for like forever. And he's like one yeah. of the, one of the if if not like i don't i think he was like one of the first dlc characters to come out if he wasn't an original like he's been he's been in this game for a very long time anyway yeah so what are your thoughts on that well as you said they consulted with people of the community to make sure that the uh the character was consistent with um actions i guess like they they no they consulted with okay. gamerx they did not consult oh, okay, with okay. people which also gotcha. okay, okay. Um, and just for anyone who doesn't play before you answer um more uh, for anyone who doesn't play david king is like the guyest guy on the roster he is like i don't i i hate to label him as the most masculine dude there but he's probably the most masculine uh presenting dude in this game okay. um just as an aside like he is there's stereotypically people have made Dwight the LGBT character just because of how he is and how he presents. And that's understandable if you go off of stereotypes and just like how the community has accepted Dwight as the token LGBT character. So David King, nowhere, I guess, well, I guess some people might have, but he is literally probably the most non- stereotypical gay character that they could have said was gay is what i will say okay uh, and i'll let chris uh kelly go into more on that when she talks about it uh because i know that she knows and also rodrigo i'm sure has played david king as well so like you guys can uh, as players attest to the fact that he's probably like the most masculine character you can play in that game to date actually i mean mostly. he's like the only one that you can play shirtless so oh yeah that's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that changes my entire mind. You're right. That's super gay. Come on, oh, man. who gets chased by monsters shirtless? Gay guys. Come on. Well, I, I, I wasn't gonna say it, but thank you, Jarrell. <laughs> it's facts. It's only facts. I'm sorry. Go oh ahead, no, go. someone's trying to kill me. Let me just. Yeah, right. Oh my god. <laughs> Am I allowed? To... Am I? I'm not allowed to do. No, that. No, no. <laughs> no nipples. No, no nipples. Nipple, yeah. Nipples are the ones. Slowly. Like... I think you gotta do it slowly. Yeah. So I was like, let's not do this. Anyway. I'm going to do it while Brandon's talking. Oh, uh, Go ahead, Brandon. Boy, we're getting canceled. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, to, 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 finish my, to finish my thought, um, I guess if people are, are, like, you know, I guess as long as it doesn't, like, directly contradict anything that's, like, been shown before, like, if it's consistent with the story, I don't really see a problem with it. I think it can only be a positive because there's, um, I know this is, like, 
based on the character lore, not really like the story per se exactly. But um, I know there's a lot of like like prequels are famous for this. They'll like recontextualize stuff that you saw in like previous stories, and you know, it's obvious. Sometimes it, sometimes they knew from the start, or the 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 creator of said story that sometimes they knew from the start, and is just like, now explaining. It. And sometimes they just throw it in there because they thought it'd be a good explanation. But I feel like as long as it doesn't like. Um, you know, directly contradict anything that's come before, I don't think it's harming anyone. But this is literally the 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 scenario in which they threw it in later. Sure. It's what you described. Like, this it isn't, is, like, he was no, not LGBT but, from the beginning. But that's what I was saying. Like, I, I'm saying as long as it doesn't, like, contradict anything that has come before, I don't think it's a big deal if, it's, if it gets, like you said, thrown in there. It would be, a, it'd be like, the, the, the opposite would be, like, um... Oh man, he like his backstory said that he just like banged a whole bunch of chicks. And was like, now he was gay all along. I was just like, that would be a different story, unless it was all a front. Oh my god, hold on, I, I got I got to talk about this real quick. Has anyone seen the Harold and Kumar films? No. Okay. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So Kelly will know what I'm talking about. In the Harold and Kumar films. Uh, oh, Neil, okay. No yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Neil, Neil Patrick Harris appears in those films, and yeah. obviously Neil Patrick has since come out that he's gay. But in the first two films, he's like all about women, just trying to like like bang as many women as possible. He goes to a whorehouse. But in the third film, he comes out as gay. He comes out as gay, and then. <laughs> What he does is he goes on the phone and is like, <laughs> they're totally buying the gay act. I can see all these girls naked with no consequences. <laughs> That's literally what they did to like work in him coming out as gay for his real life persona in the oh. films. I was like, that was like the... <laughs> That's like the only funny joke of that film. That third Harold Kumar film is garbage, but that, that, that joke at least funny. That's what I was thinking. So about. are you suggesting that David King is not actually gay and he's I just not, here to no. bang all the girls? No, 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 no! I am not suggesting that at all. I'm, I'm thinking that I'm saying that if that's what they said that he that he's that he's gay, then he's gay. I'm just was, saying that I'm just, just saying, and I'm just saying there's no facts been given beforehand to contradict that. So I, in my mind, it's fine. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna go ahead and say I think they should just made a new character. It's just really weird to this many years later just come out and say that David King is apparently LGBT. Like, yeah, this feels like pandering. It, that's it, it's like they tried to it's avoid so pandering and they ended up just kind of pandering to me i can understand that people people are not going to feel the same way i do you know they're gonna be like oh that's cool like it's it's nice that they finally have an official lgbt character but i just feel like make a new character and in the archives you know talk about how that character's lgbt but then introduce them in the horror sense like, like you do with every character this is very weird to take an old character and turn them I, I i hate the term turn i shouldn't have said that um reveal later on that they're just lgbt like 10 years later <laughs> like what some what uh, harry potter thing what's her name JK, so maybe maybe he has some JK time to come out stuff yeah <laughs> david like, king uh, if he was gonna be out, his personality is the type that would be like, "Yeah, bitch, I'm gay, and I'm still gonna fuck you up." You like that's David King. You don't know that. Hundred percent. I have played enough of DBD to know that. Okay, like that guy you is can, not afraid can of anything. Time. He's not afraid of anything. Doesn't it's just really anything. weird to me. It's like if it's you know, and I hate to use this argument too, but I don't know if you guys know when people complain that like, uh, 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 uh what's what's that Thor? Okay. 
perfect Thor. example. You know how like Thor, it's like the new Thor: Love and Thunder is coming out, and Natalie Portman's gonna be Thor now, and it's like mm-hmm. people that are like, "Oh my God, why are you making a girl Thor? Just make a new character." Or you know, why are you making a black Spider-Man? Just make a new character. Um, that argument can be said for here. Why are you like making uh, uh, David LGBT? Just make a new character. Like, don't give us. Um, some character that we've already established is something in our minds because you've left it up to the viewer for so long, and then you're like, just kidding, he's been gay this whole time. Uh, But also, yay for LGBT representation in DVD, finally, officially LGBT representation. That's awesome. So I actually take back everything I said. It's wonderful. It's all great. I lied. Everything I said previously was a lie. I I love it. Um, Yeah, so anyone else? Kelly or uh, 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 Rodrigo or or Gabe? No, I said my piece. What did maybe you he, say? Maybe he needed time to maybe come Maybe he out. was closeted for a while? Yeah, maybe he did. He, I mean, you never know. That better, be, that better be in his archive story. If that it is, be. I'll be very proud of myself. If it is, they should hire you as a writer. Oof. Yeah, actually, yeah. Kind of if it's that predictable. Job. Uh, yeah, sorry. Kelly or Rodrigo? Um, so I feel like like whenever they were in like a meeting to be like all right we have to have a gay character who's it gonna be they were like okay well it can't be too obvious you know it can't can't be be like white it can't be nia literally with short hair and a beanie and a uh, like a muscle (laughs) tee all gay too obvious um we have to make it someone to where it doesn't seem like we're being stereotypical but we have to choose someone like i feel like that's like what they did they're like you know what David's shirtless. We could use him. Like, it's, like, perfect. Like, he's shirtless. He is manly enough to where people aren't going to be like, you just picked, you know, the most feminine guy or whatever. Like, I mean, it makes sense why you'd want to pick him. But I I don't know. If you didn't have the idea from the beginning, don't try to act like it's a thing now. Well, it it just, I guess it kind of depends because if they haven't really shown their relationships in the past, I guess it doesn't really make a difference now but if they've like have they had a habit of showing people's past relationships i've not watched any of these archives to be honest with you me either and i played a lot of dead by daylight i don't know um i'm just going purely based off of my experience in the game like i've I've never played an archive yeah i haven't either i but at the same time like i do feel like if this was information that we needed to know he came out in 2017 as a character, so it's been Damn, you know, five, five years. Five years that we could have known this. No, yes, and it's also just so weird to me that, like, in the article when they say that relationships are important, nobody gives a fuck. It's dead by daylight. Like, we don't yeah, care. Fucking <laughs> like, I literally don't give a shit if they're gay or not. I just want to get away with my life like that's all i want the only, I, I, the only time sex matters in a horror is that if they have sex that means they're dead that's that's pretty much it that made no sense to me can you please explain that in a different I way know in, 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 in horror films if they have sex they die that's pretty much it yeah. oh okay okay i see i really thought you were talking about like necrophilia and i was very confused i see what, what you mean i was so hey, like, no kink shaming God. on the podcast <laughs> Uh, sorry, that is one kink that shall be shamed. Um, that's pr- that's a, an illegal kink. That's a crime. So, like, okay, yes. yeah. <laughs> that's a crime. <laughs> no kink shaming on the podcast. That's not a kink. That's a crime. Okay. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just, I agree. I agree. Oh, Rodrigo, were you saying something else about it? I'm sorry. Um, I, mean, I guess I could say 
two things, but I forgot one. So I'm okay. gonna say the thing. I the one I remember. Uh, I think. Oh no, I'm saying that. Um, it, it is definitely pandering, but at the same time, he could say <laughs> that him being the way he is doesn't matter if he's scared or not, because his experience as a person is just him as a person, even if he's scared or not, whatever he went through, whether his actions are gay or not, it's just who he is. So it doesn't matter if he's, you know, changed to gay, he's still the same person. <laughs> it doesn't matter if they change him to gay because he's still David King. Yeah. What, 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 if, what if him coming out as gay just changed him with his stats? The real problem is that we all assumed that he was straight. We are the problem. Yeah, First but, of all, well, everybody in DBD is gay. If you've played that game, you know that I'm telling the truth. They're all gay. Like they're all LGBT members. Um, all of them. All of them. That's just it. I can and see they it. just I, haven't told us yet. I, it's it's easy to see. Get a new one every five years. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> every if the five game years, is out, another new character. <laughs> yeah, he's gay all along. Um, so let's talk about Nintendo. I know you guys love Nintendo so much, right? I mean, I do. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I don't yeah. think well, Nintendo some, loves us back. There are some uh, American contractors who feel like second-class workers. Uh, they said, according to sources familiar with the incident, uh, there's a complaint filed against Nintendo that came after a part-time employee spoke about unions and a business meeting and was later fired mid-contract. Others are now speaking up about feeling disrespected. Um, <clears throat> some workers are questioning why one of the most beloved gaming companies isn't doing more for its most precarious workers. They uh, quote, they want to control you like you're full-time but not treat you like a full-time worker unquote, um, said one temp employee. When people did get moved to full-time, it wasn't always with a jump in pay. Uh, quote, full-time pay is of course better, but still not great by industry standards. It's almost as though they want to compensate us with the privilege of working for Nintendo, end quote. Current and former employees have also told Kotaku, which is where this is from, they felt an unease uh, even when discussing their working conditions. Quote, the general feeling is that you will be punished for being outspoken at every level. So, uh, end quote, said one current full-time employee. Good thing is this isn't sexual harassment. That, yeah. Yay! Yay. <laughs> a good job, Nintendo, for not... For sexually harassing your employees. Yeah, that's that's for not paying them enough. But at least you're not sexually assaulting them. The bar yeah. is this low, so like it's yeah, you know. it's, it's kind of it's kind of just gone to the gutter these last few years for for various reasons for various companies. Ah. Yeah, it's just that a lot of employees are just you know talking about or rather complaining about bad pay and the inability to uh, voice uh, voice their concerns without fear of being terminated. Mm-hmm. Oh, Any thoughts see, on this one? I've told everyone before who's listened to this podcast, unions aren't bad things. The reason people get fired for bringing up unions is because everyone knows they're good things for the employees. Unless the guy, your union sucks. Yeah, unless your union is uh, employ um is given to you by the employer. Um, yeah, nine out of ten times is gonna be doo doo, but uh. But still, this guy got fired for merely suggesting a union. Open your eyes, America, or wherever our listeners are from. Open your third eye. They're from a lot of places, so thank you guys for listening all over the world. Yes, thank I'm you I'm sorry much. that our, our podcast is so Americanized. 
we suck. Well, but continue to listen. If, if if you if you're listening to our Americanized podcast and you're from another country and you still enjoy it, man, you're the real ones. That's all. That's all. I'm real saying. freaking deal. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, no, I pretty much agree with what Gabe said. Like unions are unions are good for the employees, and you know it doesn't really matter what company it is because companies exist to make money and unions are are bad for the money. So they'll be like, ooh, union, ooh, ooh. So, you know, even if it's Nintendo, I'm like, oh, the, a, a, a big company said no to unions. Yeah, okay. That's, you know, that's... Well, the Nintendo... Only, that... The only reason I disagree with that statement is because it is Nintendo. Nintendo is one of the most successful gaming companies in the world. With as much money as they make, they should 100% be paying their employees reasonable and fair prices. Oh, There's yeah. no, just because you're a big company, it's expected. Fuck that. Nintendo should know better. Nintendo should. That's They're supposed that's, to that's be better. better. I agree with every that's single what? thing you said. They should know better. <laughs> they make enough money. That's all. Those are all true statements. <laughs> they could always just fire... Oh, capitalism. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What? No, I was gonna say they could always just fire Chris Pratt and then give that money to um. They don't. The they don't own Chris Pratt, <laughs> or he's not. Yeah, no, I mean for the. I'm to be about fair, I think yeah, but I think I, meant, I think the movie, I think the casting is headed by Illumination, not Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo hasn't. I mean, they they have saying it, but yeah. I was just talking shit about Chris Pratt. Can y'all let me have this? Damn. Oh, my God. No. The same way your dogs didn't let you have your chicken nuggets. <gasps> no, don't bring it up on the podcast. That is below the belt, sir. What is all this illegal <laughs> stuff on this podcast episode? It is. But, Chico, were you going to say something about this? Uh, yeah, but I forgot. I'm just saying, uh, you know, Nintendo sucks. Cause I'm going to just need you We to expect better from Nintendo because we love Nintendo. So, you know. We is a strong it's disappointed. Word. We is a strong word. We is not. Whatever, Mister. I'm, I'm always waiting for. Uh, I am very upset. That's, that's why I don't love Nintendo right now because yeah, I've been but waiting. When it comes out, you're gonna be. Oh, I love Nintendo. Nintendo. When it comes last. out, I'm gonna be like, "Where's number three? It, you guys made me wait oh six years. Where's number three? Anyway, uh, Nintendo wrote in a statement, uh, quote, we are aware of the claim which was filed with the National Labor Relations Board by a contractor who was previously terminated for the disclosure of confidential information and for no other reason. Nintendo is not aware of any attempts to unionize or related activity and intends to cooperate with the investigation conducted by the NLRB. Nintendo is fully committed to providing a welcoming and supportive work environment for all our employees and contractors. We take matters of employment very seriously. The only problem with that is, um, after this guy came out, more people came out and said it also happened to them. So I would have believed you if it was just this one guy, but unfortunately, it's not. So somebody can't be. Is that why they delayed Mario? And then this is why they delayed. The they Mario changed the date on Xenoblade. <laughs> Xenoblade's coming out early to distract from the union. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all factual it's like what overwatch did with um when they were like called out for being racist and uh sexist and horrible and they were like here's two like five years too early oh man and it's still in like early ass beta oh my god yeah anyways it's something really cool people were able to play it finally sorry no fuck them for okay. everything that they've done. They were literally like, we. everyone was like, wow, you guys are racist and sexist. And they were like, oh, hey, here's this black woman. It's like, 
That's literally what they did. It's like a bunch of white guys were like, the client is racist and sexist. Just release that black woman that we haven't released, and that that will take care of racism and sexism. How how many characters? It was bullshit, but she was like, "Oh, I'm getting this nice bonus." How many character? How many characters yeah, does, the money, Blizzard, yeah, okay. does Blizzard have in the vault, just waiting for a controversy? Waiting for a controversy, <laughs> like, oh no, we're gonna pull out. Uh, never mind. I'm about to sound really racist. Uh, PlayStation has set up a new game preservation team, um, which is gonna be really cool. Uh, essentially, it's just to preserve games because, as we know, sometimes games are unavailable. You can't access them, and companies that I will not name make it really hard to play older games sometimes. So yeah, PlayStation has set up a new. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, PlayStation has set up a new reservation team to ensure that some games are going to be able to be played in the future. Um, And there's a quote from VideoGameChronicles.com that I'm going to read to you guys here. Um, And where is it? Oh, okay, here it is. Uh, Last month... Oh, no. Uh, nope, can't find the quote. Anyway, how do you guys feel about game preservation? <laughs> and do you think this is a good idea? Do you think more companies should do this? Yeah, it's a good idea. More companies should do it. And I will also say, it's ironic that this is coming from Sony, who famously <laughs> is not about game preservation. Or, or let me, let me actually, let me take that back. Partially, they they haven't been very consumer friendly when it comes to backwards compatibility. And I know that there was an executive one time who laughed in the face of those who wanted backwards compatibility. I can't remember the name of it at the moment. I apologize. But so it's funny now that Sony is like, yeah, no, game, game preservation is the the way to go. We got to make sure that the games of the past can be preserved for people to play and or analyze in the future going forward. And so it is a very important endeavor. I, I, I agree. Um, and while the source of said, you know, preservation efforts is surprising, um, it's good no matter, no matter what. And I, you know, I really, I, I do wish more companies would embrace that. Um, it, I will say it's surprised that Microsoft is not doing this because they are so good with their backwards compatibility right now. Um, you know, all for X series can play Xbox one, a lot of 360 games and a few Xbox original games. That's more than a lot of the consoles are doing. I, uh, if, if I had to make a prediction, I feel like this would probably prompt them to be the next ones to make the initiative. And Nintendo would take forever because, yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this was just a part of their, you know, they, basically they got to do it because they're going to allow you to play a bunch of their older games with their new PS Plus uh, membership thingy. Yeah, maybe. That's a good point. I mean, that, that, that could, could very well be why they're doing this. You're like, yeah, look at all these PS1, PS2, and PSP games and PS3 games you can now play. Yeah, preservation. We're all about that. We've always been about that. What are you talking about? I also found the quote. Um, <clears throat> Garrett Fredley um, was celebrating his new employment. Um, he posted a message on his Twitter and LinkedIn pages expressing his excitement at joining the new preservation team. Quote, today is my first day as a senior build engineer for PlayStation, working as one of their initial hires for the newly created preservation team. Game preservation was my first career passion. It was my first foray into the world of software engineering, DevOps, and into a world that so many are unaware of. I was just a novice back then, contributing any way I could, regardless of my inexperience. Now I'm back to it, no longer the novice I once was. Thank you, Global Head of QA Mike Bishop and the team for bringing me on board for this adventure. Let's go and ensure our industry's history isn't forgotten. End quote. Mm-hmm. So that was the quote. Yeah. No, yeah, just 
just to just to belabor one more last thing I said, just like I think game preservation is important because even if an old game is not good anymore, I think knowing what it inspired later is important. Like for example, I I cannot play the original Metroid anymore. But if it didn't exist, we wouldn't have Metroidvanias, which is a beloved genre. So you know, preservation. That's just an example of one reason why preservation I think is important. So people who you know look back at these things, understand the origins and, you know, why all the games are, are important, at least for that reason. Even if they're not fun, they're important. That's my, that's basically You don't I'm need saying. game preservation. Just remake the game again. Uh, <laughs> like you do with every other game, Square Enix. Remake <laughs> them all. Just remake them all. It's fine. No, oh my god. Square Enix, loses, Square Enix literally loses their source code. So that you have to remake these games. <laughs> like, that's why Final Fantasy VIII Remastered exists. They lost the code to eight. So they had to remaster the whole damn game to get it out. What is that one that they're doing now? Um, Chrono, Chrono, Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross. Cross. That's the one that came, that came out. I'm sure that, I'm like live a lot. They don't care. Just put everything out. Uh, uh, what was that other one that like nobody asked for that I actually wanted to play randomly? <laughs> God, I can't remember. Saga Frontier. Nobody oh, yeah, asked Saga for Frontier. They're just like, hey, have this one too. They're just like, whatever. Take them out of the vault. Throw them into people. Everybody just do that. Just remake all the old ones. Remake them. Make them. Put them out. Put them all back out. Oh. Anybody else care about uh, game preservation, or are you really uh, just? I was. I was gonna say what you said. They're only doing this because they have to have a set amount of games available to play when they do their uh, their new PlayStation Plus stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's all it is. This team is not made to make a book or whatever or a digital library of old playstation games this is just a you're in charge of picking out which one of the games is going to be playable and that's your only job <laughs> that man was so excited and gave yeah, he was so his excited. entire job to like your job it's is like, to uh, pick out the games that we're going to play i'm sorry when a game when a when a company has a certain pattern of not doing certain stuff and they all of a sudden do it you know it's for a money reason I, agree, I, I, I do agree with Gabe. Like that, that's that's kind of what I was hinting at when I said I'm I'm concerned about the source, but I think the the ultimate cause is good. It's for money, but if it's if they actually end up doing some good work out of it, then I'll take it. I mean, companies exist to make money anyway, so whatever. If they're getting paid to do something that people are actually asking for, then go for it, I guess. Well, you know what else I think is a nice gesture. What's that, Jarrell? What's a nice gesture? Xbox and Bethesda are having a game showcase on June 12th, the same time we would have had what is no longer existent E3. Isn't that nice? It is nice. So, the real question is, what are you guys excited to see from Xbox and Bethesda this year? I can't wait. I can't wait to see another trailer of Starfield. I can't wait to see another trailer of Season 2 Halo Infinite. I can't wait to see more games coming on Xbox Game Pass that have been out for the past 5-10 years. I'm so excited! And this is why uh, E3 was cancelled. Everything that Gabe just said is why E3 was cancelled. I'm not gonna gonna lie though. What if... Go ahead. No. Go what ahead. if they were like, what if they literally came on June 12th and were like, all these games that we've been talking about for forever, here are the release dates. They're all coming out this year. They're all coming out within a few months. All of them are free on Game Pass Day 1. I don't give a shit. We've already known about them. But that's really big news. 
That is! That is! We haven't had release dates for almost anything that they showed off last year or the year before that. Like, we haven't heard anything that's that that's good. That's just them finally getting their shit together. And, which is good for them. It's good to finally get your shit together. It's bro. good what for them. The rest of us don't sh shouldn't care. You, you can't... Again, it's like... It's my same problem with Nintendo Directs all the time. It's we know these games are coming. We know exactly what you're gonna give us. Like it's not fun anymore. Like we've what had. What are you talking about? The, all the like What teased. do you mean? What am I talking about? Nintendo Directs literally are the ones that I've been talking about that are really good because what they'll do is they'll show you a fucking game and be like, oh, it's out right now. Okay, it's yeah, how many months? How, really how many really games? Good for that. How many games are actual like big games that people are like, oh. I don't fucking know. I don't care about Nintendo. It's a four. It's they're usually <laughs> forty minute directs and five minutes of those forty minutes. Yeah, we just you okay. Perfect example. We just got one for Pokemon, and we found out that the game is coming this fucking year, at the end of this year. That's amazing. They they but do that. But that's okay. But that's different that's a from, big. That's okay, a big. But that's different. Game. That's different from announcing something that we already know is coming. You said, "What if they come on June 12th and say all these games we've been talking about finally have release dates?" That's different. If they said, "Oh, here's a whole new line of Elder Scroll games that were coming out, a whole new line," I really don't remember. What, what if they do? Then I'll eat my words and I'll buy Game Pass. But that's not gonna happen. Eat your words. They're gonna be awesome. Honestly, I just, I'm just. I'm done. That's my last. <laughs> I'm just here for the underdog. Microsoft is clearly the underdog. They also usually do really well during E3 times. Like they're they're usually, uh, if not the opener, they're close to the beginning, um, and they really set the tone for what we're gonna see. And um, we got some good years out of them. We got years of lots of acquisitions. We got, like, last year, I saw a bunch of games that I actually wanted to play, including Redfall. We had an entire conversation just about being excited about some of the games coming from Xbox for once. How many times have I been excited for games coming out exclusively on Xbox? Like, never previously to last year. Like, that was not a thing. So the fact that they were able to do that, I think, is a nice deal now could they end up the way that playstation did which was like that year that they showed us the same shit from the pre previous year and they just gave us release dates and it was trash and everybody talked shit yeah sure they could and this would probably be two years of that so i'm assuming that they're smart enough to not do that because they did that already like don't do it again <laughs> uh, there has to be a reason what i'm saying is there has to be a reason um that they did this and we have so little information from them that i don't think it's gonna be i don't think it's gonna be bad but go ahead gabe i right. see you to rebuttal that i'm just gonna say they're having that presentation one because there's no e3 so they don't have that stage to do it anymore and what you're gonna go a whole summer without doing it but my other thing that yes. i'll say that is but no you just called Microsoft smart. No, but if you don't have anything to show, don't show anything. That's why PlayStation literally did that. They had that the, the next year they had nothing to show and they didn't show anything. Like they they did it. They were like, nah, we're not gonna fuck up again because we already fucked up. So you okay. shouldn't show anything if you don't have anything. Okay. Especially if E3's canceled. What's the point? What's the point of putting yourself out there? Blame because it on E3, you, but you can't because do that. You know Nintendo and Sony are gonna do something during the summer. That's and if Sony and if you don't have shit, that's your fault. No, Sony 100% is going to have their state of play in July like they normally do. It's, oh, July, it's, sure, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying they, they not, don't do no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. in June. I said summer. Okay, I said fair. summer. That, no, no, you're right. You're right. Let me add my good thing. Let me add my good thing. 
with the amount of Xbox Series X's and S's that they can actually push out there and have available to people, maybe there is a chance that they're going to be showing off games using, you know, the newer console. And like, hey, you can get this on Xbox Series X and S, which is significantly easier to get than a PS5. So maybe that's the good side of it. Maybe that's why they're doing it, you know, at the same time slot they would have during uh e3 mm-hmm. that was such a back-ended compliment you think it's I not back-ended. how was that back-ended how was that back-ended i know what you're trying to say bitch i'm not trying to say anything i was genuinely okay, genuine. Sure. i was yeah. being genuine I all right you know what no fuck xbox it's fucking <laughs> oh my God. no one's buying their no one's buying their consoles and that's why they're so readily available forget it because there it is you i said was trying it. to be nice you I said was it trying to be nice but then I mean, why'd you just say that because I was being genuine, like the fact that you can actually get a Series X and S, you know, easier in store is a good thing. And it's like, look, <laughs> if you've ever thought about getting an Xbox and you still can't get a PlayStation Five, what is it? Two, two, it's two years after, right? Or yeah, we're two years in now. About what yeah, two years. Ahead. Like you might as well get the next best thing. Sorry, that's again that that was backhanded. Sorry, <laughs> you might as well get another <laughs> new generation console. And go ahead and play it. Um, oh yeah, I, I messed it up with that, back end, that little backhanded thing. Yeah, if you can't get a PS5, you might as well get the next Xbox. Might as well get the Xbox. <laughs> nah, it's a Switch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually love my Xbox. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, I don't know about that, because most people get Xbox and Playstations for graphics. And when I played Game Pass, it was great until it wasn't. Yeah, like that one hour. And I will defend Xbox, okay? I will defend them. They have so much in the pipeline that is going to be exciting and interesting. And, you know, I talked about it. I wrote about it. It's going to be great when it finally gets to us, okay? So just give them some time. Okay, look at fucking Final Fantasy. They don't give a fuck. Look at uh, Breath of the Wild. They don't give a fuck. So let my Okay, but, okay. With Final Fantasy, while yes, Square Enix may be taking its time with that one, they're not doing so hot with their other titles right now. So I don't think that's, that's a fair. Whatever. Because that's what? Mm-hmm. That's a different conversation. Uh, Kelly or Rodrigo or Brandon, I'm sorry. How do you guys feel about um, uh, Xbox having a showcase in June to replace E3? Do you think they have anything to show? Do you think they're going to surprise us? Do you think it's unnecessary? Honestly, um, whether or not they actually have, I, I I'm gonna be just perfectly honest. I don't know if they'll have a lot. I think what Gabe is, is, is said about it's gonna be all stuff we know. I think is probably gonna be accurate. That being said, rather than rather, I think I think Microsoft is worried about taking the same risks that Sony is because Sony. Like you said, Jarrell, they realize we ain't got shit to show, so why even show up? And that's what kind of become their thing for E3. And they're just like, we're just not going to go to E3. We'll show shit when we're ready. But Microsoft, I feel like they're 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 on the back foot because, you know, like you said, they're the underdog. So I don't know if they feel like they can afford to take the risk of not showing up to E3, even if they don't have that much to show. Because, you know, if they don't show anything, if they if they just like say, uh well, I guess we're not just gonna show up and do anything in the summer. Then the detractors are gonna be like, hmm. So they got nothing, is what you're telling me. Like even if they show a E3 that has nothing but stuff that we've seen before, the fact that they have stuff to show will at least get people like, oh well. They're, they're, they're. I I just I feel like showing something even if it's like not much is better than nothing. And certainly for the Xbox fans, because boy they'll be pissed if they if they they get nothing at all in the summer 
they may surprise us. They may surprise us. There may be some stuff. Either way, I think it was inevitable that they would do a presentation with or without E3. It just, it just feels expected. Whether it's whether it's a good thing that they're showing up or not, I don't know, but it's expected. So I'm happy that we got a date at least. I, I will watch it, and hopefully there'll be some cool stuff. I, I, I won't lie. Even if we have heard over and over about Starfield, I would love it if they actually had a release date because I'm actually at least kind of interested in that. So see if it's happening. Yeah. I just want to say that we got so many games shown off. At the Xbox last year, yeah. And a lot of them did come out. So why can't they do the same thing? How do we know that they're not going to do a presentation where they show us a lot of games that also come out? You know, I'm looking at this list now, and um, Starfield is one of them. It's it's It was set to release at that time, November 11th. I don't remember if it's been pushed back or not. Was Has it, it been really? pushed back? Yeah, according to this article at Polygon, Star- Starfield is coming exclusively to Xbox Series X, Windows PC, uh, uh, and Windows PC on November 11th, 2022. So if this is still correct, that's coming out this year. So that's a game shown off uh, last year at E3 for Xbox. It's coming out this year. Uh, Stalker 2 is, uh, it did come out, if I'm not mistaken. That was shown at last year's E3. Stalker 2 came out. Back for Blood came out. Um, I don't know about Contraband. I don't remember it. Um, I, I believe. The Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life did come out mm-hmm. um, as well. Uh, Battlefield 2042 was shown. It came out. 12 Minutes came out. It was trash. Psychonauts 2 came out. People loved it. Um, there were updates for Fallout 76. Hades came to Game Pass. Halo Infinite was announced or was talked about. It came out. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, <laughs> was, uh, there was supposed to be a beta in August. I'm not sure about that one. Um, and some other like unnotable titles, but... Uh, you know, the Outer Worlds 2 was another one that I'm pretty sure did come out. Microsoft Outer Flight Worlds Simulator. 2? Yeah, did it not come out? Outer Worlds I 2? I don't think or it The did. announcement came. You're right, it did not. The announcement came, so that's another one that is not out. But um, Forza Horizon 5, Microsoft Flight Simulator, um, all of these games came out and they were announced last year. So there's no reason that Xbox can't come back and announce more new games that are going to come oh. out the next year. At least, at least we'll get those the games were not announced last year. A lot of those games were repeated announcements. Um. Okay. I, I'm, I'll just right. you know there, there there's one thing I miss about live Microsoft conferences. I think I've mentioned on past podcasts is I love seeing the Forza gameplay, or not the Forza gameplay, but them revealing the Forza game and then actually having an actual car on the stage. Like, I always reference that meme where that guy just like, I fucking love cars. And we're we're probably not going to get that because it's a showcase and not a live presentation, so there probably won't be a live car, and there'll just be Forza gameplay without a real car on screen so I can laugh at it. Shit. I just feel like you guys are not giving Microsoft enough credit. Because they've I, announced some games, they've shown them off, and they've given them out. Like, like they've done what they're supposed to do. I don't. <laughs> like, uh, like, well, they, let me, well, well, let me clarify. Like, uh, I was, uh, I was agreeing with Gabe insofar um, let as. Let me that, clarify too. I meant okay. Gabe is not giving them enough, but go ahead. Because okay. they're <laughs> announcing the same thing. Oh, literally, you don't know everything that. You, yes, I do. Because I keep up with games. Almost everything you announced that was announced last year's E3 was announced like two years before. And guess what? It's out, so they can't re-announce it, bro. It's already out. I'm not saying they're gonna re-announce those. What? Yeah, exactly. Which means that the next games have to be something new because they, they can't talk about won't. those because they're Starfield, already out. Starfield is gonna be given a, sure. a, a longer gameplay. They're gonna what do else? Halo Infinite Season Two again, which has been what two years okay. since the game has come out. 
whatever what? other bullshit they're gonna do because exactly. I don't keep up you with them that much anymore. Exactly. Okay, watch. I'm a. I'm a. We're gonna. Well, I'll, okay. My my other part of defense of that is Microsoft yeah. hasn't had a showcase since what last E3. When was the last? Which time they means had their they own have showcase? so many new games to announce because, because they, they haven't got had a shit to do because they know they ain't got shit to do. And like I said, they're just gonna be like, look, if you can't get a PS5, get the next best thing. Or they were holding them off at this June presentation. Or they might announce an upgraded Xbox Series X and S. Who knows? They might do that too. I'm Xbox sorry, Kate. Uh, uh, Rodrigo or Kelly, uh, how do y'all feel about um, Xbox? Uh, they're having a presentation June during E3 time. Yes. That is not. That is. Yes, they are. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I mean, you guys said it all. I don't. I I have nothing to add. Gabe's right. Okay, great. Gabe's right. Wonderful. Gabe's always right. I don't even know why I talk. He's always right. It must be great. I don't know what it feels I like mean, to always be right. I mean, uh, Microsoft does does deserve some credit. They've been doing some good things, but I mean, such you know, as you know the Game Pass thing and you know the game preservation thing and. Those, but those, but those are hold on. But those are good things, though. That's yeah. Those, those are great those, things. Those That's, are those yeah. those are t- Xbox's two main I, weapons right now because they don't really have exclusives. They. The game yeah, preservation. You can't say that they don't have exclusives anymore. That's just a blatant lie. What exclusives what do they have? Besides Halo and Starfield. Besides, I just okay, mentioned Forza. Forza. And, and, and you can't say besides Sorry. those. The, the, and they also have Bethesda. And most of the future games are probably going to be um, exclusives as well. They bought a bunch of studios. Redfall is a game that I'm looking forward to that's also going to be exclusively for Xbox. Like You can't say that they don't have um, exclusives. And you can't say they don't have exclusives down the line. Because they have shown us plans for exclusive games on I Xbox. I could definitely say they don't have exclusives currently. Sure, maybe down I just the line. Three. That's fine. Three to what? Nintendo and Sony's like fifteen each. That first of all, half of Nintendo ones don't count because they're all the same thing. Yeah, I said it. Huh? Okay, all huh? Halo's the same thing then. <laughs> what? Halo's three through now are exactly the same, just upgraded graphics. Wrong. Th- have you played I'm all the Halo? Worse, I think. Uh, uh, Halo. Well, there we go. Not the same. <laughs> Halo. What? Halo Infinite is not the same. Halo Infinite it's is literally a just a remodeled hood. Halo game. Okay. It, it is not a. It has a grappling thing. hook. But... Yeah, it's just a different game now. Titanfall. Oh, <laughs> totally grappling different. Grappling hook. Oh. Go eat a grappling so I'm guessing hook. All, okay. I'm guessing all the Call of Duty games are all completely different from each other then. My bad. I mean, technically, technically. No, no, no. You will not sign with Call of Duty for this. You will not sign for Call of Duty with this. Absolutely not. Remember, no. remember you got you remember when they did Advanced Warfare that was actually really different and people hated it and they went just went back to boost. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. I, I mean, you know, Call of Duty fans like what they like. I guess you know what. I that's why they keep buying the same game over and over again. Yes, they like what they like. They like what they like. Yeah, that's right. All I'm saying is they have games in the pipeline. They have game. I mean, wasn't 12 minutes an exclusive for Xbox as well? What the fuck like, is 12 minutes? It's that indie game where they had like Willem Dafoe and other people. Psychonauts 2 is also exclusive to Xbox, and that game reviewed <clears throat> really well. It did really well. People loved it. It got like nines and tens, sir. It did. 
did. Just because well, you I mean, didn't play some, it. Some I mean, people gave him nominated as a game of the year. That was, yeah. Exactly. And that was an Xbox. Yeah, but they also nominated um, Animal Crossing for game of the year. Let's not go there. That's a different context. That's cyberpunk. This is the same context. I'm talking about in terms of like rubric. Well, I haven't said that word in a while. <laughs> anyway, um, Kelly, how do you feel about Xbox having a presentation in June? I mean, good for them. <laughs> a, pleasant, a pleasant little golf clap for them having a presentation. Okay, but like, are you excited? Or you, you yes, just like, good for them. No, just like, are you excited or you just not care about Xbox? Um, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited, I guess. I just, I haven't really had time to play much. I feel like last year or the year before, if you would have told me this, I would have been, like, pissing my pants with happiness, but I don't. At this point, I'm, like, tired. <laughs> Do you know who else is tired? Who's tired, Jerome? Ooh, I don't want to say his name wrong. Uh, that's why he's tired. Apologize if I say your name wrong, but Yuji Naka is tired. Oh yeah, no, that's that's his name. Yeah, you got it. Okay, great. Um he revealed that six months before Battle and Wonderworld came out. <laughs> I'm sorry, that game is really bad. And I know that I defended it on this podcast. You defended oh my it. god, wait, I did wait, wait, Jarrell, are you saying that yeah. you walked back what your your big defense a few months ago? I am admitting that I may have defended that game a little more than it should have been defended. Is oh, this, con- oh, this conversation is going to get more interesting? Continue the story, though. <laughs> this is a lot more but interesting. I still stand by the fact that it wasn't a horrible game and it did have the wrong audience. I still stand right. by that fact. I yes, will say five that five year olds. Right. Was, You're right. With the yes, You're yes, right. five year olds were the audience, and I mm-hmm. still believe that it was treated unfairly. I I still believe that people just ganged up on that game and it was treated unfairly, and yep, we weren't right. the audience. Like I mentioned, it was for like five to seven year olds, and people just shat on it, and it was like a collective. What do you call that? Um, mob mentality collective of bullshit against sure. that game. Yeah, I yep. still believe that anyway yuji naka revealed that six months before battle and wonderwall came out he was removed as director and therefore filed a lawsuit against square enix which is now over and he knew the game was unfinished and he criticized both square enix and arzest for going forward with the release um and he has like a a, a thread of uh, tweets here that i'm gonna read the first one says approximately half a year before the launch of battle and wonder world a business order was issued to be removed from the director of Balan Wonderwall. Also, this is uh, translated from uh, Japanese. So I filed a lawsuit against Square Enix in court. I would like to talk about the fact that the trial is over and the business order is no longer in effect at this time. Uh, I don't think Square Enix, which doesn't care about games and games fans, is bad. Uh, according to the court documents, I was removed from the director of Battle and Wonder World at two points, performed by uh, producer promotion, sound director, and human resources. Um, so uh, there's more. Um, one is that a YouTuber will play the game music on the promotion and release the score. So I thought that I, it would be strange for the ghostwriter to write the score, arrange to put out the original game. So the original song I got into trouble for uh, because I insisted that I wanted to put out the score of the game. I, I, uh, and the other thing... Uh, I'm not going to go over the whole thing. And the yeah. other thing is, according to the court documents, 
of what I said about Arsa submitting without fixing uh, issues even though there was a problem during development and to improve the game is written that the relationship with Arsa has collapsed due to the comment by Oshima and it is said that Oshima talked to the producer Fujimoto. So essentially what he goes on to say is just that he he brought some concerns. Um, it was about, you know, the score. It was about the game not being finished. It was about the, the way the game was being produced. And eventually he found out that he was removed um, from the title six months before its release. Uh, and he just goes on to talk about all the issues that went along with that game. And um, I, I, I think, uh, you know, Brandon and Gabe, I know that you guys would have more information on this if you want to fill in. Yeah, sure. So he does, he does go. I will say also that he does go on to apologize and say, you know, personally, he's sorry that um, there was this uh, unfinished work that was released um, to the world. And uh, he, he does apologize for what ended up happening and what ended up being released. But yeah, go ahead. So hearing all this, uh, I think this report even just, just came out today, actually. It, it, it uh, cleared up some things, I would say, because um, one thing I will... St like, I wrote an article about this on our website. It's called... I think I titled it, uh, Battle in Wonderworld Looks Like a Dream Come True. Now, while that game ultimately ended up disappointing me, I'm still very proud of that article, mainly because I will stand by this. When I first saw that initial trailer, I felt this game had a lot of potential because... It looked beautiful for starters. The music in that trailer was incredible, and the gameplay. Anyone that knows Yuji Naka knows he has a, he has quite a resume. Um, he's most famous for doing a lot of the Sonic games, but he also is a uh, well known for doing Nights into Dreams, which Bound Wonderworld seemed to be heavily based upon. And it's it's this, it's a it's a it's a story heard very common today. You know, said company is not making this game anymore, so I will make my own take on it. And you know, he's the original creator of said game, so you would know best about it. So I thought that game had a lot of potential because it looked like a really fun platformer. But obviously, when the game came out itself, it didn't really deliver. I will 100% agree with you said what you said earlier, Jarrell. I do think that hate of that game was overblown. It it it, it was a very middling game, but mm -hmm. people. But but I think because people had such high expectations because of the pedigree of who was making it that that got overblown into it being like an absolute trash fire. Like it, it was a solid five or six out of ten that got blown up like it was a 2 out of, or a 3 out of 10 or something like that. I think that's what it kind of was. And playing the demo, that's pretty much where I stood on it. Like, I was hyped about the game. The demo didn't do anything for me, so I ultimately ended up not buying it. But then I saw the hate online, and it's like, okay, the game was bad, but it wasn't all that, like, all, all this now. And hearing now that basically the game was unfinished, like, because that's what I thought about it. Like, the game, I still thought the potential was good, but the polish wasn't there. It really felt he like... Goes it could, on. He goes on to mention just to go on to go along with that. He does go on to mention that like when he was working on Sonic, um, he worked until the last minute. Like he worked with developers until mm -hmm. the last minute to ensure that that game was done properly. And then when he was working on Balan Wonderworld, uh, he said, "Let's do that," and they told him that he couldn't. Like they couldn't continue to work. And he was like, "How is it possible that you can't continue to work on this game until it's released? Like how is it that you can just stop now when it's clearly not done?" And that was another issue that he had to go along with your point. Yeah, and I and that makes perfect sense because that really was his mentality or how his uh, work ethic with the games he made. He would work to the very end uh, to make sure how much polish it, as it possibly could. It obviously, didn't always work out, especially when looking at some of the Sonic games. But either way, that is how he likes to. He would like to develop his games. You know, work to the very end. And with them, basically, you know, they said they removed them from director. I think twice is what they even said. So he had a lot less hands-on time with this game that he was. You know. 
the big deal was that he was director. So the fact that there was points in time to this development that he just wasn't director is freaking mind blowing because that was like one of your main selling points, at least for the people that knew who he was, that he was involved with that. Um, so that's a big deal. And the fact that he wasn't given time to polish shit, like, um, I, I feel bad. I do feel bad because especially in the aftermath of when Battle Wonder World came out, um, you know, Yuji Naka has a long history of doing a lot of great games that people love, and that one misstep made people think he was some kind of hack, or has been, and that's awful. But now knowing that, you know, this this happened, it really does clear up things. Why the game felt unpolished, why um, it, it fell off when he did, like, it just answered a lot of questions. And I and I feel like, the re- like, his statement about, like, Square Enix and RSS doesn't care about their fans... I think it's more along the lines of the fact that Square Enix, despite their marketing, their supposed marketing for this game, probably didn't really have as much faith in this game as they were led to the belief. Because why else would they just kind of like set it to die as it <laughs> they pretty much did, right? Um, I don't know what at what point they came to that conclusion. Maybe it would. Maybe they. Maybe Balan Wonderworld wasn't the game that Square Enix wanted Yuji Naka to make. Maybe they wanted him to make something else. But it's freaking Yuji Naka coming at your doorstep. He said he wanted to make this game, so they're like, ah, whatever, we'll, we'll let you make it. It seemed good enough, so they're like, we're, you're done here. And I'm like, no, but I'm not, yeah, you're good, you're good. It just I feel like that's exactly what happened. That's probably exactly what happened. I just feel like Battle and Wonderworld clearly was not something that Square Enix themselves really prioritized um, as it compared to their other games, and it turned out the way it did as a result. It was... They put out in a state that they thought was good enough, and clearly that is not a sentiment that anyone, and, and pretty much anyone playing the game agreed with, except little kids. <laughs> uh, so speaking of things that are put out that people think are good enough, unless anyone else has anything to say on that one. I absolutely do have more to say yes. on that. <laughs> because, <laughs> that last little closing statement about... Battle in Wonderland being the game for something that Square Enix doesn't really Isn't care about. World? It is Wonder World, yes. I got it right once. Sorry, go ahead. No, whatever. I don't care about the game. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's wrong because, like, we have clear proof that Square Enix is just shitting games out like it's Christmas. They don't give a fuck. Babylon's fault. Yeah, and that's that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna, you know, finally, you know handshake with Jarrell on a point um because i was zeroing in on how many times he said square enix doesn't care about the games or the gamers like you can't say that more than once and not mean specifically that and yep. again it's like Jarrell is, yeah and it's like Jarrell has been saying like square enix seems like they're just pushing out games at this point and yeah they have their heavy hitters like um I don't know why I almost said Dragon Quest first. We're not getting Dragon Quest for another three years. Uh, Final Fantasy, you know, we have Remake Part 2 coming out. Final Fantasy 14 and 16, right? Or is it 17? 16? Yeah, like, they have the heavy years. But then, like, the rest of the games, like, Babylon's Fall, for example, that game was so... It was like, yeah, you guys are going to love this game. And that game came out, and it was like, yo, this game sucks. And, like... I guess the difference between those two would be, like you guys have been saying, uh, Wonder World was targeted for little kids, and Babylon's Fall is it? But, like, I don't know. Like, the fact that someone that worked with Square Enix said more than once they don't care about their games and they don't care about the gamers, like, is Square Enix finally reaching that point where it's, like, nothing but money for them? And it's like, oh, should we start being worried? But, like, I mean, Jarrell obviously agrees so, but, like... 
but but then that puts into perspective like you know in a couple of years what's what's final fantasy gonna look like what's kingdom hearts gonna look like if you know that mentality NFTs. keeps going yeah that's another thing the nfts like that's we heard him we heard the president of square enix talk about how nfts are the future and it's something that he's looking into so it's and, not like this is surprising yeah of yeah course and, and and like to point perspective of square enix not care about the gamers that when he said that that was very poorly received by any square enix fan but he's like i don't care what you have to say about nfts so i don't yeah. know that's i think i think what his what this guy's thread um I'm, I'm saying this guy because i'm gonna butcher his name and i'd rather not um i feel like this is a thread that we should keep in our back pockets you know for the next couple of years you know in case square enix all of a sudden starts to derail themselves it's like well who could have seen that coming and it's like hello something yeah. does i'm also but, it's very much a go ahead Drew. I was just going to say, it's very much a case of developer versus publisher, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, we have these Final Fantasy games that are being developed in-house, but, like, when you have something like Balan Wonderworld and you're working on it with one company and then Square Enix comes and they're like, hey, we're going to publish this game, you know, like, it needs to be done by this point. If it's not, it's going on as is because this is, you know, this is our money. This is what we're paying to get done. We're going to put it out. And when you see it from that perspective, of course, it's going to feel like, okay, they don't care about the gamers. They're not giving us time to do this game like it's supposed to be done. They're not marketing it right. You know, a lot of uh, people who enjoy Final Fantasy games, they already talk shit about uh, uh, Square Enix marketing because they will literally reveal the entire game in a trailer before it's out, especially for Kingdom Hearts. Like, they don't give a shit about... That's why people will say, and I don't think he's necessarily wrong. It's not just Square Enix. I think there are a lot of publishers that don't necessarily care as much as the developers that are working on these games. So it's unfortunate because it gives the developers a bad rap sometimes too, because then you get a game like Balan Wonderworld that's put out that's clearly not finished. You get a game like Babylon's Fall that's put out with... When you tell me that Platinum Games and Square Enix are making a fucking game together, I'm like, holy shit, that's just going to be great. And then I'm like, what happened where in the process did y'all go so wrong and then decide to that it just had to go out anyway and so like it it, it it just reminds me of the developer versus publisher issue and so like for him square enix is a really bad publisher but that doesn't mean that the people who are developing some of the other better games are essentially to blame for that so i think that's also something to keep in mind when having sure. conversations like this. for sure i agree i was also going to say that uh <laughs> A point that Gabe brought up, like, it, it, it's feeling like Square Enix, I'm noticing, is having a problem uh, when it comes to the publishing side with games that are, like, new IPs. It's it's hit or miss, but it's been becoming an issue we've noticed, like, especially with Babylon's Fall. That's a big one. But sometimes a game is good, and Square Enix just doesn't want to market it. I'm holding right here, actually, Neil, The World Ends With You, which reviewed it really well. Christy even put it as her game of the year. But that was the game got criticism for not being marketed at all. Like I disagree with that, but go ahead. Nah, I mean, it, the game it, was the game was marketed. Okay, I think fans would have liked for it to be marketed more. But that sure. game, I've seen, I had seen multiple sessions of marketing for the game. Was it marketed as well as it should have been? I'll agree, maybe not. Mm -hmm. But I think people make it seem like that game was not marketed at all. Was that game not shown at their E3 presentation? I'm pretty sure it was. It, I don't think it was. They made an anime. The not only that, they also were making an anime to go with it. I'm pretty sure it was shown off during the they, Square Enix presentation. They, they made an anime based on the first game, which I guess was like to catch people up because they, they released that first game like three different times and then neither time it really sold extremely well. It's, it's crazy such that a niche thing, though. Like, it's it not like 
It's not like it's, whatever. Anyway, yeah, that's a, that, like Dragon Quest, Kingdom Hearts, and Final Fantasy just seems to be Square Enix's main perspectives, and those games will, I think, continue to do well. Anything else? I mean, it's 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 tough. Some some games either just get sent out to die, even if they're good, and some games <laughs> that were not that great are the ones that are getting all the marketing. So Square Enix is going to score. All right. Well, um, I'm uh, uh, we're running out of time, and I have a few more stories. Um, so Go no twenty it. questions tonight. Ripperino. Um, Next time. So Apple says that apps that haven't been updated in two years will be removed from the the uh, from sale from uh, from the App Store, and uh, people feel two ways about this. Um, and I want to know how you guys feel about it. Um, essentially, some developers are saying that this isn't fair because they made a complete game that doesn't need to be updated. So it's kind of like a slap in the face for indie developers who are like, if we don't have a games as a service, live service type game that doesn't need to be updated, why is our game being removed from the app store? Um, and other people are just like, yo, update your game because, you know, phones get updated, things change, just update your game. If it's been two years, then maybe you probably should go back and look at how your game's doing. So how you guys feel about that? For some, per, 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 uh, specifically, how do you feel about Apple forcibly removing a game that hasn't been updated in two years? Do you think it's okay for them to do, or do you oh. think that's just crossing a line and they should leave it as is? Yeah, that's trash. That's, that's they, should, practice. they should definitely contact. I mean, I know, again, the thought of having to do extra work is mm. something these big companies <laughs> don't like doing. But they should probably contact the developer, like, hey, does this game need updating, blah, blah, blah? Is it well, okay if we so take it up? Apple will notify the developers. As a matter of fact, they have notified the developers that the apps and games that have gone two full years without an update will be removed. Oh, then that's, I mean, that's... But that's I'm not going to say that's fine, because, again, there's some games that don't need an update, and people are going to mm -hmm. be like, if they have nothing to update, why should they update it, right. and why should they suffer for it? But, like, at the same time, it's like... I, I'm pretty sure there's somewhere Apple is, you know, if they're asking like, hey, does this, you know, letting you know your game has been updated in two years is going to be removed, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure there has to be an option. No, I'm actually thinking too much of Apple right now. I was going to say I'm pretty sure there's an option where it's like, oh, this game doesn't need updating, but please leave it on. I'm pretty sure that's not actually. So I can, I can read to you what, um, reportedly what an email to a developer said, which says, this app has not been updated in a significant amount of time and is scheduled to be removed from sale in 30 days. No action is required for the app to remain available to users who have already downloaded the app. You can keep this app available for new users to discover and download from the App Store by submitting an update re for review within 30 days. If no update is submitted within 30 days, the app will be removed from sale. Mm. Yeah, so it's like okay, you need to update the app if you want it to stay, even if it doesn't need an update. Put in a flower on the main menu. Oh, if you bought the game, are you allowed to re-download it? Like, uh, no, I think it it's going to be removed from the store, but if you bought oh, well, it, you then get that's to keep bullshit. It. If I pay for yeah. it, I mean... Well, if you paid for it, you get to keep it. It's just that oh, new people like won't be able to get it. Like, if I don't have it on my phone. I so think... So just new people won't be able to get it? Correct. Like, if you have okay. it, it should be, like, in your history for you to download yeah. if you've already oh, that's fine. I don't care. I'll buy a two-year-old game. Fuck that. Well, you won't be able to buy a two-year-old game. That's the point. Exactly. So it worked out. So much for game preservation. <laughs> I mean, that's another thing. I think, like, if a Apple's game... Apple's not like... the one that did this, said that. <laughs> Well, no, you know, I mean, he's not wrong. That's someone for removing it. So, no, fuck game preservation. Yeah, he's, he's not wrong. I mean, for Apple sure. doesn't care about that because they're not a game company and they're not 
those kinds of nerds. But the, thing, money, but, but, but the thing is, technically, then, Apple is a gaming company. Apple Arcade and, is not a gaming yeah, that's, system. Well, it's not oh, a gaming 100%. system. It it's is a business a model for gaming that has exclusive games on it exactly. um, that have been reviewed and are constantly reviewed specifically for those exclusive games, including the one from the Final Fantasy creators. Like, there are some serious heavy hitters on game uh, are on um, Apple Arcade that are exclusive to Apple Arcade, so you cannot discount it like that, especially because they are the biggest... Um, and, and that's why there, there was that whole, like, lawsuit, because they are the monopoly on mobile gaming, bro. Like, come on. Don't do that. Go ahead. That Sorry. lawsuit was about them, some other company that wanted to share money with Apple. That's, yeah, that's Fortnite really didn't want about. to share money with Apple. But, yeah. but that was the point of it. The point of it was that Fortnite was saying it's not fair that Apple is the monopoly of mobile gaming. Like, no, fuck you guys. You have to share. And Apple was like, no, we ain't sharing shit. And maybe they should have, because now you can't download two-year-old games anymore. Man. It's rough out in these streets. Um, somebody was saying something, um, so say it before I move on. I don't know who it was. I'm pretty sure I um, cut someone off and I apologize. It wasn't me. No? Nobody? Yeah, I don't remember. I just... I don't you really did. I cut Apple. people off, so that's... I'm really good at it. I don't <laughs> want to defend Apple. Look, I just did it again. Uh, I don't want to defend Apple, but, like, the thing that I will say, in, in their defense, which I shouldn't do, is that these phones are updated all the time. <clears throat> and... If your app doesn't work anymore, I think it's, I can see this as a failsafe for iPhone and iPad users. Because if there is a game that I really love, I've been playing for the last two years, and I update my phone and I can't play it anymore, and the developer is not interested oh, yeah. in updating it, it should not be allowed to be downloaded by other people if it's not compatible with the latest software. I think that's fair, and I think it's fair to send them an email to that developer and be like, hey, you need to update this. Mm-hmm. And Team I can no see worry. it from the other side, too. Mm-hmm. Sorry? I think they should just change the font or something, and then you send them back. Change the font. Here's the yeah. Up- yeah. Here's my <laughs> I mean, update. that's annoying, because if it does work, this is super annoying. Like, that's, like, super stupid. Like, if, if my game still works, don't, like, force me to do anything on it. But I do think that it's still a failsafe for for consumers because the shit is updating constantly, like all the time. There's always updates, and anything can ruin anything on those updates at any time. So, um, yeah, Elon Musk is buying Twitter for forty four billion dollars. That is a lot of money. Man, people just got that money, I guess, just to do whatever the bullshit they want to do. Like, sir, whatever. I won't go into that. Um, this like. I wish I invented Twitter. I would sell that shit to him so quick. I'm sorry, y'all. Twitter's What's funny about that is that people from Twitter are crying about it. They're so upset about it, yeah. Do you guys think that anything is going to change? Yeah. Nothing. nothing. Might get more ads. Or different kinds of Even ads. Even though he claims he's going to be taking away ads, but absolutely something's going to change. Oh, well, what do you feel like is going to change? You, you do, one of the reasons he bought it, he said... What? Go ahead. One of the reasons he bought it was he's like, oh, this should be a, a platform for free speech, blah, 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 blah. He's talking about the misinformation that's being blocked on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he's talking about. You're just going to get a bunch of angry, annoying-ass people on Twitter again. People like Donald Trump. I mean, that's, that's kind of, like, subjective. No, not that I mean, he's, no, subjective, no, 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 no. Yeah, subjective in the case that, like, he's not annoying to some people and some of that information isn't misinformation, but, like... 
I don't listen to those people because those people have two brain cells running around in their head. Just think that no. it's not going to change for me because I don't follow anyone like that. So I usually don't see any of that stuff anyway. So nor I. But I understand that. Yeah, like, sure. It's not I about understand. seeing it. Yeah, it's, it's about, about other fear. people will see it and then they will live their lives based on that. And yeah. they will be like not believing stuff because they have alternative facts that they're now seeing and thinking it's real. That's really a problem. It's not free speech if it's just lies that people are saying on the internet. It's, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's not just like you because know, you won't see it. He's not even American, is he? No, he's not. Uh, no, his uh, his parents had an emerald mine in uh, Zambia, so of course he gets to buy Twitter. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, like, like this is think of it this way: if there's another pandemic, say in 20 years, and I'm just gonna call it COVID 45 because I have no imagination. If there's another pandemic, is COVID 45, and once again the CDC and other health experts around the world are telling you you need to wear a mask. Someone can go on Twitter and say this is false information; they're lying to you. You don't need a mask, and nothing is gonna mark it as that being false information. So you're gonna have a bunch of you're gonna have more idiots because I'm assuming you know in the future technology is gonna become even bigger in people's lives. You're gonna have more people walking out there putting other people in danger because they heard from John Doe on Twitter that oh you don't need to do this to stay safe. That's a total lie from the people who've studied this your entire life. Okay. If he should have bought anything, he should have bought Instagram and fixed the goddamn timeline because we need chronological... Well, that's Facebook, so I don't think he can afford that one. I wouldn't put it past him. I definitely feel like Elon Musk can buy every social media platform right now and still be the richest man in the world. Against... What's his name? Uh, okay, all, you, all you need to do is give Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Uh, like, <laughs> sorry. All you have to do is give Mark Zuckerberg a <laughs> tank with a UV light and some flies to catch. Because that man is a lizard. And he'll be fine. All right. Well, see, that's the type of information that's going to be spread on Twitter now that Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. But, okay. Okay, okay. The only other thing I'll say. Yeah, I did hear that from I Twitter agree, anyway. So I agree Maybe. with what Kelly said. Like, it's bigger than not affecting me. However, guys... If you think that Twitter is the only place that that type of information is being circulated, <laughs> I got some bad news for you. It's, I mean, but you might as well take away one of the channels. I mean, that's the only place you know. where it's actually like actively, they're actively watching what information you put on. On Facebook, they'll try every now and then, but go on Facebook and see how many groups there are. Or, I mean, now it doesn't matter because, you know, the government is paying the CDC to be like, hey, yo, tell them everything's okay, open everything again. But, like, if you go back a year or two and you go into Facebook and you look at those groups, it's, they're not censoring it. Twitter was, was one of the Faith few social Twitter. media. Like, I think that you guys think Twitter is doing more than they're actually doing. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're doing, they're doing more than the other social media For a little bit and then I didn't hear more about it. <laughs> So the bare minimum is like gonna be gone, which I mean, is the bare minimum is better than no minimum. Yes, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I, I'm just like okay. <laughs> All right. So Disney refused to cut LGBT references and uh, Doctor Strange two for Saudi Arabia. So there's that. Lit. Um, also, <laughs> also. Um, mm-hmm. What if it was for China? I have no comment. 
Actually, I think there was something on that. Well, I don't remember. What if it was for China? You tell me. What if it was for China? I think they would change it. You think they would because of all the money? Yeah. I mean, didn't they? Didn't they change? Uh, what was that movie? The Eternals? Or what were we talking about? Did they not? Yeah, change yeah it was the Eternals. It was the Eternals. Eternals. What did they do? I don't, I don't think really. they did anything because Eternals, like Fastos, one of the main characters, is like is like openly gay, and Who they, is they, they, they they would. Is that the black guy? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just said the black guy. I don't know his name. I just know this is the black guy. Sorry. <laughs> um, did China ban the movie Eternals or edited out the homosexual kiss scene? Eternals will not be released in China for several reasons, and that's one of them. That's what it yeah. was. They didn't release the movie in a bunch of places. Yeah. That's oh, that's, that's right. We because... talked about this because some of us were like, "Yeah, Disney's taking a stand," and someone was like, "No, they're you know they already know they're gonna make a shit ton of money, so that's no money lost for them." Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. So yeah. happy for you. <laughs> you seem so excited. I, I just like it when my brain remembers things. I just think that, like, with, with, in Eternals' case, like, there was literally too much to, like, they'd have to cut out, like, maybe a good eighth of the movie to, like, make it suitable for the for those audiences. They'd have to get rid of that entire scene. Of everything fast fast They could have made them be... roommates, you know, just change some stuff around. They, had a, they didn't roommate. need it. Kiss. Did they? I if they kissed, kiss. I don't even remember. It was trash. Should have kissed kid. more. Should have kissed harder. Yeah, they kissed pretty hard though. They Show kissed that hard. black gay love on screen. That, that, that was that that was not a three second kissing. Is all I'm saying. Like that that was not the Star Wars yeah, cut. Yeah. That was like a ten second kiss scene. That's that's all. No, I'm saying. Yeah, but like the the scene in in uh, Doctor Strange isn't even like a physical scene. It's literally just. Um, the right. superhero saying my mom's because she oh, has that... two moms. <laughs> but that's literally I... what it is. They're not kissing. They're not okay. kissing. But that that's what the scene is. But the movie's not out yet, so we don't know if there's more than that. No, they literally said that's what the scene is. It's her referencing her moms. It's that's... nothing about physical. It's her referencing she has two moms. Right. That's all it is. So, okay. so instead of just changing that line, they said we're not releasing in Saudi Arabia. I guess so. They so said no. And you know what, Disney? Y'all about to... Never mind. I don't want to talk about Ron DeSantis on this podcast. Uh, yeah, let's leave that Twitch. One. Twitch. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Never mind. Twitch. Here comes Twitch. I was. I, I actually want to talk shit about... Never mind. I will not No, no, no you can do that. You can do that. Get us I ready. No, I'm going to watch us. You know what? No, I'm not. Yeah, so um, Twitch is considering changes to its partner program that currently discuss ideas that have not been finalized or incentives for more ads, um, new revenue splits uh, from 70% to 50%, new tier systems, no more exclusivity, and uh, these changes could supposedly be implemented this summer. Cool. Yeah. This is not the Twitch news I was expecting. What were you expecting? Something bad. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of bad. I mean, taking... that stuff is bad. Oh, this yeah. is bad. I thought they were. I thought this was like to help. No, they're taking partner revenue. Yeah. They want to take it yeah. from seventy to fifty. They're taking it down to 50%. Yeah. Uh, top talent could see reduction in share of subscription fees. A live streaming site wants to promote use of advertisements. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, that they're taking it. Um, where, where is it? Uh, 
Okay, here it is. Twitch staff is considering uh, paring back the revenue cut of channel subscriptions granted to the top echelon of streamers in its so-called partnership program uh, to 50% down from 70%. Another option is to create multiple tiers and set criteria for how to qualify for each one. Um, in exchange, Twitch may offer to release partners from exclusivity restrictions, allowing them to stream on Google's YouTube or Facebook. Um, these changes, once again, are not uh, finalized and they could be abandoned. Uh, but that is just some things that they were looking to do. Twitch is getting sold or something. It's like a bad move. Make sure it's coming back. Mm. That's a, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a... Yeah, no, none of, yeah, no, 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 none of those were good. You just get more ads and less money. <laughs> like, essentially, that's, that's what that was. Ads on live streaming things are so... Oh, I think that's such a bad practice. It's so annoying. It is. You can miss something important. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. Like when I've tried to tune into HP Critical, and it's like, here's a 30 second ad, and I jump into the game. Brandon's in the middle of explaining something. I'm like, what? What is he explaining? What did I miss? Damn. I hate it so much. If only there was a way to not see ads on HP yes, Critical. Yes, I subscribed. I resubscribed. Relax. <laughs> All right, guys. Relaxed. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we're good uh, with with news. Uh, it's awesome. about that time to wrap this bad boy up. Um, uh, uh, I think there was there was something that I wanted to talk about, but it's too late now. I think it was like ads being in games. Um, I think PlayStation oh, and Xbox bad. were talking yeah. about um, ads being in video games. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. And the other thing that I was going to talk about was Netflix shares plummeting by 35% and they lost $54.3 billion virtually overnight. And then they decided they were just going to um, crack down on people sharing passwords and also get rid of a bunch of their animation studios. So, you yeah. know, that's the solution to your problem. Um, Netflix, Netflix yeah. is killing themselves. I was, I was quickly. Like, yeah, yes, you, yes. It's not even a slow burn it's a very quick what can like, we do to make people more upset yeah because all that news is like within three days it was yeah, really. <laughs> it was pretty bad Race foot we lost all ice. this money and so we're just gonna crack down on password shares oh no we lost more money and we're gonna get rid of our animation oh no we're still losing subscribers what's next Stop being trapped. You know, all the all the tweets have just been like, maybe stop canceling yeah. good shows uh, that we actually subscribe for, which is totally fair because you know a lot of people are just like, I just put Twitch in the background while I'm doing other stuff. I'm not even watching it. Um, which like, I've had shows that I've been watching canceled, but also they put out stupid shit too. Yeah. Yes. Like, just, like, looking just... at you, the fucking ultimatum, dumbest fucking show I've ever watched. I didn't know what that was. I thought you were talking yeah, about Born. I, I thought you were talking about Born for a second. I was like, wait a minute. No, he said the ultimatum. <laughs> Born ultimate. But no, yeah. But that's like Disney Plus. That's like Disney Plus. Like canceling their Obi Wan series or their Moon Knight series. Like, why are you going to cancel the things people are you know subscribing to you for? Oh boy. Yeah. And like, it's like they do that, and then they leave stuff like. I can't remember some of their earlier movies that no one cares about. Do y'all, a quick question though, before yeah. I end, do you guys use Netflix? Occasionally. Yeah. I, I use it to watch, honestly, it's become my anime. For the anime that's exclusive to Netflix, that's what I use it for. I use my brothers. Ooh, that's crazy. I don't want to say that, but I, 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 like, the thing is, I, I use it to watch New Girl, 
and The Witcher. Oh, and Seven Deadly Sins, whenever I decide to put myself through the last th three seasons of Hell. Those ga those shows are Castlevania. on Netflix, then? Like, they're not on I... Crunchyroll slash Funimation? No, Most I have not. both. Yeah, Seven Deadly Sins isn't, but a lot a uh, lot of the anime they have is available on other uh, anime platforms. Yeah, yeah, no, he's right. Actually, there's a, there's a few that are, and at least yeah. in the West, Netflix exclusive, but most that are on there. Are yeah, but on seven, well. yeah, Seven Deadly Sins is, I think, yeah, it's Netflix. Let me, I'm gonna check yeah, just Netflix. to be sure, because I have it right. Uh, seven Deadly. Sins. I did watch Castlevania anime. Good. Oh yeah, Castlevania is another one that's only exclusive to Netflix. Mm, it doesn't matter. They're getting rid of all their animation studios, so stop watching their animation because they're gonna get rid of it. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, oh, it, just doesn't, it actually doesn't matter because they're gonna cancel. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna cancel your subscription next. They're gonna be like, mm, we don't want your money, and then cancel your subscription. I have hey Netflix, thank, thank, thanks for uh, watching our Twitch stream or listening to our podcast. Subscribe to <laughs> wherever you're listening to. Subscribe you to subscribe us. to us, Netflix. Damn yeah. it, that's yeah. what you do. Thank I, you. I have thank a quick question though. When they money. said animation, did they mean anime or did they mean stuff like Big Mouth and Disenchanted? I, I think uh, is it both? Because I thought it was just like their original animation. I thought. I could yeah, be I, wrong. I, 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 could thought, be I thought it was like the cartoon. I mean, their like original Mouth, animation but... would include anime. But that's not. Yeah, that makes I mean, sense. I guess. I guess. Yeah, but that's fun. the thing. Like Netflix, Netflix usually does a good job of diff diff making a difference when they say anime and animation. So, but I mean, sure. again, anime, anime is animation. So it. No, when they're firing people. You're not I, wrong. I, I think it just depends <laughs> on the region because, for example, the Pokemon anime in America is now Netflix exclusive. But uh, <laughs> you go to somewhere like Canada or wherever, it's just on their regular oh, television channels. That's so oh, funny because no. like it's 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 <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's like you make that distinction this whole time, but then when you're firing people, you don't tell them which studios. <laughs> they're all like, "Oh no, it's in a... all right, guys, we're gonna be getting rid of some of the animation uh, studios <laughs> and stuff." Oh, we're safe. They said animation. Yeah, Seven Deadly Sins crew, you're fired. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. Not not Meliodas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that lovely positive note, I think it's about that time. Um, yeah, you know, kind of tired. Um, Keep building my Lego set. What are you building? A uh, castle. That can be built, built three different ways. Is it just a regular castle? Or is it like from like a show? No, yeah, it's just a regular castle. See, I have the box here. It's not like the George oh, nice. III castle or anything. Nah, it's just a regular castle. I just wanted I have, to direct the castle. I have a Winnie the Pooh Lego set because I want to be included. Um, I, have, I have Star Wars. Oh, I have Legos. They're the worst. Lego video games are nice, I guess. Yeah, it's just... My dad is the same game 20 times. Hey, Skyward, Skyward, Skyward Saga. I'm thinking about Legend <laughs> Zelda. The Skywalker <laughs> Saga is not the same as the other Star Wars games. I, I will give him that. Surprisingly. Okay. Okay, Why well, are my lights helpful. on? I, I'll get it when it's on sale or something. Oh, I, absolutely. I want to play it. I no don't full price, though. To cut off this lovely conversation, but I'm going to cut it off. You Good night, guys. You can't uh, cut me <laughs> off. This is my freedom <laughs> of speech. You can't cut me <laughs> off, man. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, Rodrigo. Good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.